Do you want his praise? I mean, I try not to, but doesn't everybody want their father's praise? Do you get praise? I asked if you would want his praise, and it, I, I got the response of, it would be nice, but it's not going to happen. And I, you know, it, all these, all these logic, logical rationalizations about why it's never going to happen. It's, it's helpless. I kind of given up on it, but it does not change the fact that when I ask you about it, I can see it. I can say, don't read chat. Don't read Twitch chat. Forget about them. Close. Minimize Twitch chat. <laughs> minimize it. They're, they're going to distract. This is important because you're dodging right now. I want, I want, I want you to notice this. Welcome to the Tomination Time podcast. I normally stream diet and fitness on Twitch with my waifu, Helen. These podcasts will be edited portions of the stream. We'll go over diet, fitness, motivation, ergonomics, and more. Don't forget to follow us on twitch.tv slash time and leave your notifications on for when we go live. Thank you for bringing me on. It's a pleasure. I've been big fan, big fan. Hi, Tom. Hi, Twitch. Hello. Uh, thank you so much, Sorica. So can you tell me what you want to talk about today? Okay, so basically motivation. Because yesterday when you were on front page, I heard you say that you like to talk about motivation. And I think it's a motivational problem that I have with my with these cycles that I go through, <coughs> with being motivated to work out, being, being upset with myself uh, and my physique and, and thinking I need to work, and then doing something... And then my usual pattern is that I'll get a little bit sick, a little feeling under the weather, maybe having a bit of a cold, and then just starting to take it easy. And oftentimes I carry on that cold for weeks then. Uh, I think it's a, it's a psychological thing where I'm just like uh, having an excuse uh, to say that, okay, I'm a little bit, I'm not feeling that well right now. I shouldn't be dieting. I shouldn't be working out. And I, I, I keep doing this for years and years. Thank you for sharing that. That sounds, that sounds exhausting. Like you've, you've been through this so much and it's just like, man, you're over it. Does that resonate at all? I mean, it's, it's, it's not that big of a problem. It's just, I mean, it, this is sort of my nature. I, I develop an inter, an interest for something and then I go at it a hundred percent and neglect other things a little bit. Like I'm, I'm 100% focused on one thing and then I sort of let it be again. Can you tell me, uh, help me understand an example of uh, you you're like going 100%, not necessarily just fitness related, but uh, something else right. where you 100%? Like a new video game or a coding project or something like that. Something that, I, that I'm just genuinely interested in. Can you tell me more about one of those? Well, cool. I don't know. Maybe just like play the, the new release of Path of Exile, which is a video game. And I, I'd play that for three weeks, four weeks maybe. And then just one day, I'm just over it. Can you help me understand why you get over it? Mm, like, um, I think that I try to understand the more more complex things about these things and I and I learn about them and, and I'm sort of satisfying my interest for these things and then once I feel like I've understood them it's not that interesting to me anymore. I see. So what I'm hearing is you like to learn it and pick it apart, kind of master yeah. it and once you've mastered yeah. it, you got to the top of the hill. Okay, what's the next hill? Let's go look for a new hill to climb. All right. Right, right, and then next hill. The next hill is it's, it's intimidating a bit, maybe. Right. What's what's intimidating about or, like? Or maybe I, I've exhausted myself a bit. What what well, exhausts you? I sort of I sort of reach my goals or my my first goals, and then I'd have to set new goals, right? Yeah. And those new goals are well, they they can be intimidating. I think. Mm hmm. Especially when you've worked hard and you've exhausted yourself a little bit. What's intimidating so about those goals? you have to take a step back. Hmm? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, what's intimidating about those goals? Well, they're hard to reach. That's a pretty big hurdle that, that I'd have to overcome, I think. 
Can you give me an example um, of some goals that like you, you find to be pretty intimidating? Well, to come back to dieting, you know, I lose the first couple of kilograms usually at the start. I, I lose some, I feel less bloated when I eat right. So the first couple of days I'll, I'll lose a few kilograms and that it'll start to go much slower, right? Um, and I do that and I'm fine. And then I've, I've gone down from like 90 kilograms to 85 or something. Um, and I've been working hard and I'm, you know, feeling, feeling all right. And then it's like, you know, uh, keep going a cut from, I don't know, but I get to, maybe I get to 16% body fat or something. And to go down to 12, it's like much harder, I think, than the first, the first couple of percent. When you say it's much harder, how do you feel about that? Looking at that, like, oh, it's gonna be much harder to go from 16 to 12. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have that, the pressure from myself anymore where I feel like, okay, I feel bloated and I feel a bit fat. I'm unhappy with how I look in the mirror and I don't really have that anymore. So it's harder to, to, to get motivation for the rest. Can I think for a second? It's tough. Yeah, sure. Think for a second. Looking at Twitch chat. Yeah, go ahead. You can read Twitch chat. Um, can you tell me what it was like growing up? Oh, it was tough, actually. Um, I have successful parents. My father was working a lot. He was always doing a lot of endurance sports. A very motivated guy. Like, no end to his motivation. My mother always working as well, like really busy people. Um, I've had trouble with school and I moved out when I was 17, which was really good because I was always getting banging heads with my parents, basically. Or what did you bang really heads about? Banging heads. We, we weren't actually fighting. It was just me getting, um, rep, is it reprimanded? Is that the word? For, yeah. You know, all Scolded sorts of things. Usually in school. trouble. Yeah, it was all better once I moved out. Uh, I needed that sort of distance, but I've always felt like uh, the the amount of energy my parents have, I just don't have. So I'm getting this picture of when you were uh, growing up, you saw your parents doing so much. How did you feel looking at them, seeing that they're doing so much? I always felt that I. I couldn't ever do it the way they do it. They were workaholics. Man. Can I think for a second? Were your I'm going to go on a slight side tangent here. I'm just wondering, were they, were your parents there for you? Yeah. My mother more so than my father. I mean, my father is just like always had his own goals in mind. Whereas my mother, she was always there for us. Yes. And we always had really good care. Like we had um, different au pair girls and like always somebody there to look, look out for us. But it's like, uh, you know, family trips or something like that. Uh, those weren't really a thing. Mm hmm so with your dad, he was very motivated, very hardworking. I get this picture of yeah. you look at him, you just think like that couldn't be me. I, I couldn't do that. Right? Right. What? Why do you why do you think that couldn't be you? I mean, first of all, I wouldn't want for it to be me. Because I mean, it's it's I, I feel like what he did or does is something that's really really cool for him because he achieves his own goals but not necessarily the best for me as his son and not, not necessarily the best for the family but he's the sort of person i'd say who um doesn't notice that too much who, who doesn't really have um a good 
who doesn't feel that too much, who doesn't pick up on that. It sounds um, like he has a blind side. He has a blind spot. Yeah. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing to his family. Yeah. Right. What is he putting his family through during those times? Um, just lots of work for my mother and like not very much quality time with him. Like, I mean, we're on good terms, all of us, and it's, it's all been going well. Uh, I just think that perhaps, um, at the time when me and my sisters, we were younger, uh, it definitely would have done as good if he was there to uh, help share his um, ideas about our, I mean, he shared his ideas about his, you know, his side of view, his point of view and his projects, you know, everything that he put his mind to and everything that's, that's not in that sort of narrow corridor, he didn't really pick up on too much. And I think it's a, but I mean, it's not like he, he put us through any ordeal or anything. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a good, happy family life and all. It was just, it just wasn't there that much. Can I, and by the way, I should have asked this earlier. Uh, should I call you Sorica or is you have a preferred name? You can call me Greg. Greg. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. Uh, so Greg, do you feel like your dad had an imbalanced approach to life and work? Yeah. Would you say for you, you need to have balance or like you, have you taken anything away from that? Mm, to be honest, I don't think that balance is like an, an important thing in itself. I think I need to do whatever makes me happy. And if imbalance is what makes me happy, that's fine. I just need to find the thing that makes me happy. And that is, you, you know, that's so true to me. Um, that it'll make me happy and it'll, it, it doesn't tax me in a way that'll get me sick, unhealthy. Okay. Let me ask you this. Was your dad happy? Yeah. He, he thinks of himself as, you know, the greatest, um, <laughs> he has a good, he has Asian a good opinion of himself, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but let me ask you this, Greg. He was happy, but it, it's, I get yeah. this picture of the kids could have been happier or benefited from, yeah. like, they're not benefiting from his happiness or, or, you know, like there's a trade-off there. He was happy. He there was doing his yeah. motivation. He le led to some imbalances and there were some winners. There were some losers, right? That's, yeah. that's the picture I get there. It was, it, there was no free lunch for this. And so the reason mm -hmm. why I'm coming back to this is because I, I wonder if that is a subtle aspect of your life. If did you take any of that and internalize it as I need to have balance or the opposite of what he was doing was actually kind of OK to strike an imbalance? You know, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of probing and trying to see what resonates with you. Mm. Well, I think it's kind of selfish, that sort of behavior. And I'm not, I'm not 100% sure what's good for me, but I have this notion of, of now feeling, now that I'm grown, uh, that it might be you know, tempting to do it kind of in the way that he does, but I, I'm having this dispute um, how much I can get away with and, and not sort of, make that mistake that he made if you want to call it a mistake mm -hmm. or how much how much i can away, uh, get away with without making my partner suffer are you are you married can i ask about your status Kids? i have a partner but not married okay um can you tell me more about your school like you said growing up there were school problems can you tell me more about that yeah. Um, so my, my parents were good friends with the headmaster, which was always um, also my homeroom teacher. And I sort of ping-ponged in that triangle, like from one to the other and everybody giving me a bonk. Oh head. man, that's gotta be so tough. <laughs> Your parents oh, yeah. close friends with the teacher. So like, what, what were they bonking on the head for? Not doing my homework. I, I couldn't bring myself to do the homework. That was like, why not? No, oh, that was the worst part. I don't know. I, I, 
I still have that until today. I can't sit down and do my my stuff. I've gotten a little better at it, sitting down and doing it just in time before it's due. Um, so I get my work done. But when I was little, it was just like impossible for me to sit down and do my homework. Can I ask what you do for work now? Is it coding? I I switched to coding now. I did a teacher training program um, for PE and English, and I switched recently. I'm in my I'm ending my first year of studies now for software development. Yeah. With coding. Is there a similar pattern there too with you rise up to the challenge kind of last minute, uh, put it off, but you manage to get it done. And after that, it's hard to it's, start again. It's better. It's a lot better. I feel like it's, um, it's, I told you about how I, when I have a project, I want to understand the ins and outs. I want to explore. I want to understand everything. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's just so interesting to me right now that I don't really have, um, these cycles with coding at the moment. It's just like something that I can stick my mind to and I can keep there. So it's really good. I really like it. What do you like about it? It's just so interesting. I like doing it. I, it's so easy to me. I feel like I'm just doing really well. and. So and, uh, let me ask you this. When it comes yeah. to diet and fitness stuff, I see this picture of you get started, you lose a few kilos initially, and then you kind of lose interest afterward. Do you yeah. feel like you lose interest because you've kind of mastered it? Or do you, or is there something else there? It, yeah, that might be a little bit it, right? I, I might um, think to myself that I've done well in the last couple of weeks. I've lost some kilograms, it's all right. And I know, I know, uh, like, uh, I cognitively know that I should keep going and that I'm on the right track. But then it's also exhausting. And I think I just shy away from that by by also getting sick a little bit. What's exhausting and that's about just, it? That's just such a con convenient excuse. I don't know. Whenever I do it, I, I, I probably just overdo it every single time. Walk me through I've what's exhausting. To, um, it's hard to say because I don't really feel it. It's, I don't feel any exhaustion while I do it, as long as I'm on as long as I'm on track, right? Um, I mostly have the exhaustion set in when I stop. Okay. It's, I, I can't really tell you what's exhausting. It doesn't feel exhausting, but I... Let's, let's try a different approach. I get the feeling that this, this must be the, the reason why I stop because I don't see any other reason. Okay. Let's, let's try a different approach. When you are... Um, explain to me in as much detail as you can what you do for your uh diet and fitness when you're when you're on track losing the kilos in the first couple of weeks what are you doing day to day and i'll, I'll kind of give an example so for like me i'll be walking like four plus miles a day i'll set my calories to like 2000 2200 i will uh continue doing um resistance training body body part splits you know five days a week about an hour of resistance training uh five days a week that's you know like just to give kind of like color out the example of what i'm looking for can you walk me through what you're doing um in the first couple of weeks also i think your camera froze are you still there, there we go it's okay it's there now it's okay yeah okay uh Basically, like I've been really careful about this recently, right? Or I've grown more careful about this because I know this habit of mine already. So what I do is I usually cut down to like 2,200 calories a day and I cut out any sugars, anything with um, high glycemic indexes, indices, uh, cut down fats pretty much completely, you know, uh, except for those that are in my foods anyway, but I don't add fats. Um, and then I'll have, uh, basically I'll go for a light run, a jog daily, half an hour maybe, which since I don't jog a lot is a bit taxing. And I'll do a strength workout. Not that hard actually, 
maybe three times five sets. Okay. But that's it, basically. So, like, not super ta- It's pretty taxing after two, yeah. three weeks, but, like, it's not that bad, I, I feel. Maybe it's too much. Walk me through. When do, when do things start getting difficult? And what goes through your head? Like, you wake up. Like, do you wake up and you're dreading it? When you're at the gym, you're dreading it? When you, like, just say, fuck it, and you binge eat? What's, what's going on? No, I, I feel good, really, when I start. I do feel good. Um, it's not hard. It becomes enjoyable. The first two days maybe are a bit hard because I'm changing my diet a lot and I'm, I'm having some, maybe I feel a bit hungry in the first day, first two days, but then that goes away completely. Um, and I have a really easy time come, um, working with a calorie deficit. Um, I, I really do work well and it's not that taxing, it's not dreading or anything for the first couple of weeks. Uh, but then, you know, a sore throat sets in and I'm just feeling under the weather a bit, a little bit. I don't know what it is, but I sort of just stop. So you just lose the momentum, right? Yeah. And so you're doing it every yeah. day for weeks. It's yeah. easy. You got the momentum. You get a little bit sick. And then it's just like one day of fuck it turns into 10 days of fuck it. How right. You- and, and maybe, you know, maybe because I'm sick, I'll, I'll pick up some video game or, and then, and then it's a hundred percent that and I, I like, don't, I forget about the other thing and I don't know when to stop or when to find a compromise between the two or anything. Let me, let me ask you something. Day one, you're sick. Hmm. Day five, are you are you recovered by like how long does it take for you to recover and like you're pretty much feeling okay again? Like, give me an example. Yeah, that's that's the issue. A long, long time. Like, I'll I'll feel a bit sick and I'm like, yeah, okay, you should take it easy for three, four, five days until I'm recovered and then go again, right? But then I'll I'll keep that sore throat. I'll I'll keep my um my runny nose and all that for three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And I just don't feel recovered. Don't feel good. Can I hold on? Let me, let me, I'm gonna take some notes really quick. Cause you said a lot of really important stuff that I want to touch on. Week one, week two of, of recovering and being sick. When you think about working out and you think about how you're not working out, how do you feel? How do you feel in that moment? Um, it's a bit of a relief since I don't feel good. You know, I'm like, I don't feel good. I shouldn't be working out, which is good because today I don't feel like working out because I'm sick. The, the days before it was fine. Like I worked out, I was on track, it was all good. It was feeling good. But then I feel then I feel sick, and then of course it doesn't feel good to work out, and I know that I shouldn't be working out. Let me, let me think. Um, that, 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 that's that's good. It makes yeah. sense. Um, it's a relief. Like you should. Does this resonate with you? It's it's relief. You should be doing your homework, but you don't have to. Like you're yeah. at school. It's the you same sh- thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Same thing for work, right? Uh, when I when I feel overworked, I'll do the same thing. I'll I'll get sick and I'll not be able to go to work or anything and just recover, and it's a relief. Were you overworked in school? Mm, I was working pretty hard. Did you feel like you were enough during school? Like you're good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, but the thing is, I, I tend to give more than a hundred percent. Like it's what I feel like. Right. Do you feel, I feel like, like a, do you feel like your parents and your teacher saw that you're giving more than a hundred percent? I mean, what I put myself to usually everybody is uh, very happy with. Like I don't ever get that. 
um, a response of me being insufficient or anything. And I don't want that. Like I want to be sort of perfect, but it's very taxing to me. When you were in school, you were trying to be perfect and trying to do your best, but did, were you the best? Were you good enough in the eyes of your parents and teachers? Yeah, I was good. But they were scolding you a lot, right? And reprimanding you. Oh, you mean, sorry. (laughs) I thought you mean when I was working in school for my profession. (laughs) Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going, going back to your younger years. What grades no, were you in no, around that, that time? That, or how old were you? That was terrible. That that was when I was in school. That was absolutely terrible. Like, uh, give, give me an age range, so just that way I can make sure I'm 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 uh, being yeah. specific, referring to that. Like, how old were you? From like six to ten, basically primary school, um, and then it sort of stopped. I mean, it was I was terrible, but like what you're going to do, right? Yeah. So let me ask that again. <laughs> Six to 10, were you giving it your best at that time? No, absolutely not. Like my best would be working, right? I just had that, that, that block in my mind. I just couldn't put myself to the work. I just didn't do the homework. Like, I mean, I'd listen to what the teacher says. I'd pick up on, you know, everything that's interesting. They were telling us stories or we were working on interesting things. That was all fine. I just... Couldn't bring myself to do the homework. Let me ask you this. How did it feel that you could not bring yourself to do the work back, back then? Terrible. And my, I always had people sit down with me and, and try to do the homework together with me, which is very nice, right? But that was, it was dreadful. My, my father sat down. It was the worst when my father sat down with me because he was actually very impatient. Right? I told you he, he thought he was the most patient man alive. Is very impatient and and uh, a bit scary, and he had me write. I had to write um, sentences for homeroom, and he had me write extra long sentences in extra beautiful writing. So we had to rewrite them after we were done and stuff. It was just dreadful. That was my life too. My handwriting is terrible. I remember actually being in first grade. And holy crap, I my handwriting was so bad. I I would still also do the same thing of having to uh, write sentences. But try my handwriting neater. It didn't work though. My father just gave up because, it thankfully, because I hated it too. But, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm just, I'm going out of limb here. I'm probably completely wrong on this. But do you get any sense when you are sick and you are? It's a couple weeks out. It's, it's a week or two of not working out. Do you feel any sense of relief? Like you're off the hook. You're off the hook from having to work out and having to keep pushing, you're off the hook from having to write the sentences with your father. You're off the hook from having to do the homework. Does any of that resonate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that resonates with me, yeah. A lot or it's just like, uh, okay, I guess, if Tom's going on a limb. Like, what do you think? Mm, now, now you could be onto something here. Yeah. Help, can you help me understand that some more? Um, well... The way you put it, it's, it's, it also resonates with me that just, you know, meeting expectations all the time is sort of hard. And, I, and then I just want to go back into my turtle shell for a little bit and just, um, you know, no interaction and no expectations and nothing. Um, and I, I, so, I feel like I sort of need that to, to refuel a little bit. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What are the expectations? What expectations um, are there for the diet and fitness stuff that we were talking about earlier? Mm, I guess the expectation would be a little bit that this is easy. That this is, it's actually, I mean, since we're, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring it up like this, but since we've been, we've been talking about my parents, it's always been like a side thing for my father, he's never made a big deal out of it, right? He'd work the whole week, like 12 hours a day, and then he'd be like, okay, it's Saturday, I'm going for a casual eight hour run. Um, eight hour run? And then, yeah, yeah. A casual crazy. eight, he's gonna run a marathon yeah. for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did run marathons, yeah, yeah, of course. Wow. Pretty, pretty decent times too. But, but like, 
yeah that's the sort of thing and it was always you know casual not a big thing not a not a main focus or anything so it should be happening on the side like i shouldn't i i should i should uh, pursue my professional career and on the side just be like a fitness god or something right I'm sorry, I just need a minute so to take that in. A casual marathon, like your father doesn't sound human. He sounds no, he, is not. he no, sounds no, like no. superhuman. That's what I'm telling you. You can only do that by cutting out so much stuff in your life. You cannot even see the stuff that's out of your out of your out of your focus, you know? So let me ask you this again. What are the expectations that we're talking about? Diet and fitness stuff. I asked you about diet and fitness expectations. And then you told me about the story about your father, casual marathon runner, eight hours. Can you help me understand the expectations? And like, let's, let's bring it back to that. What's going on there? Uh, the expectations for me when I diet and yeah. work out. Um, I mean, that would, that would be something that I should know, right? What the expectation, I don't know. What is, yeah. Whose expectation is that? You know, it's the same thing with all my expectation. There's nobody really... It's just me expecting for myself to be perfect. When did you start feeling like you have an expectation for yourself to be perfect? I mean... I, it's hard, right? I have to be, if I, if I want to be acknowledged by my parents and their lifestyle, I'd have to be a little bit perfect, right? Because I mean, my, my dad is not gonna, I mean, of course he's going to be nice and he's going to be like, Oh, nice. You've started working out a bit and that's great and stuff. But like, like I said, he never made a big deal out of uh, his success, um, his, his fitness success. And like in order for me to get any praise, so to say, or, or any acknowledgement, um, it would have to be really good and also not a big deal. Right. Do you want his praise? I mean, I try not to, but doesn't everybody want their father's praise? Do you get praise? Mm, I mean, like I said, he doesn't see that much outside of his corridor. Did he give you much? So, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take that as a no, <laughs> as, a, as a good dodge. But, th like, basically, no, he doesn't, right? It, it, I, I, I want... I think we're getting closer to something here. What do you think? You're doing pretty well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think um, I asked you, do you feel like, uh, do you want your, your dad's praise? And you said, yeah, but doesn't everybody who cares about everybody else? Right. Let's not let's not deflect that. Let's sit with that for a second. Okay. Do you want your dad's praise? I mean, I'd like to say it's too late for that, but I I guess I still do. Sure. What's what's too late for that? What do you mean? Can we understand that? I mean, I've I've um. He hasn't. Um, he wasn't there that much for us because he was working most of the time, and I've sort of set my expectations to match that, to to be like, okay, if he doesn't have that much time, why would I expect anything from? Like it's it's hard. Um, can't expect anything that's not him, right? I don't. I can't change him. I don't want to change him. I don't want to suffer. Um, from not being able to change him and I'm not, I don't want to base my um, needs for acknowledgement and what else on what he cannot give me because that will lead to me being unhappy, right? So I try to change my expectations to not needing his praise, but it's still there somehow, of course. Of course, because 
Let me think for a second about how to say this. I asked if you would want his praise, and it, I, I got the response of, it would be nice, but it's not going to happen. And I, you know, it, all these, all these logic, logical rationalizations about why it's never going to happen. It's, it's helpless. I kind of given up on it, but it does not change the fact that when I ask you about it, I can see it. I can say, don't read chat. Don't read Twitch chat. Forget about them. Close. Minimize Twitch chat. <laughs> Minimize it. They're, they're going to distract. This is important because you're dodging right now. I want, I want, I want you to notice this. I, I, I don't, I, 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 I apologize for like, you know, kind of like putting you on the spot here because how are you, how are you feeling right now? Like just in this moment right now? No, it's, it's good. It's something that I need to look at. I'm bad at looking at these things myself, you know? Yeah. It, it's sometimes to point me in that direction and be like, look, so it's, it's good. When we I start, like, like when we start getting close to something, we start dodging. We start dodging by distracting right. ourselves to look at Twitch chat, which don't do it. We start like trying to to, to dodge the feeling because feelings are starting to come up. Something is starting to come up right now. Because when I asked you some of these questions about wanting your dad's praise, I can see it's very subtle in your face. There's the wince, right? If you go back and watch it, your facial expressions changed very slightly because there was something there. Um, there was something there. And I, I am putting together a hypothesis here that... There is, there is a connection with the diet and fitness stuff with expectations relating to your father. Your father, motherfucking casual marathon runner, eight hours jog. Who the hell can live up to that? And he doesn't dish out praise. And you were the boy. And when you're um, eight to 12, I think is what you said, or, or sixth grade, the, the when you're eight to 12, yeah, yeah, around there, you were um, not good enough, constantly, you know, uh, being reprimanded. The times you did get to interact with your father, sometimes it was scary because he would sit you down and make you redo all the homework. And fuck, if I don't, it sounds like he didn't put expectations on you, but it might have been a subtle thing, and or maybe you put the expectations on yourself. And I hypothesize there might be some lingering expectations there with the diet and fitness in terms of you're trying, you feel like there's relief to get off the hook, to have a good excuse to not have to continue to not be the casual marathon runner to not keep this up. What do you think about that? I think that might hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Can you help me understand what, um, what resonated with you about that? Mm, the whole formulation of getting off the hook is, is really good. I've not thought about it in this way before. Let me, let me think for a second. So you, you do feel like the getting off the hook kind of resonates. That's, that's what you're feeling. With being yeah, cold, uh, you know, cold in the sick yeah. sickness, right? Yeah. Because honestly, you have you have the formula. You have the formula. You know how to lose weight. Uh, what I, everything you heard, everything I heard, and you said, it sounds like it would work. It sounds like it makes sense. Sure, it's going to be tough going sixteen percent body fat down to twelve percent body fat. Sure, that's not that's not an easy journey. But um, do you feel like do you t when you start doing this? By the way, when you start like okay, I'm gonna start losing a few kilos. Do you tell anyone? I used to, yeah, but I sort of stopped too because I, I noticed myself having issues with coming through with it. Okay. So when you go on this, um, when you start off trying to like lose the weight and you're like, okay, I, I'm going to start again. Okay. going to start again, start losing the weight. Um, who knows that you're trying? No, my significant other knows and... I don't really tell anybody else. I mean, the people I see, they will notice quite quickly that I'm losing weight. You can see it in my face really quickly. Um, I don't really go and tell anybody else a lot. I've tried with a diary. I've, I've tried with the plan with, uh, you know, marking down when I should be losing how many kilograms in order to not overdo it and in order to stay on track, but no success. So let me, let me ask you, um, 
expectations came up earlier, right? Like the whole expectations discussion started because I asked you some kind of open-ended questions. Yeah. Your mind gravitated towards expectations. So when you start diet and fitness, I'm going to ask this again because I, I want to know. When you start the diet and fitness journey again, where, what are the expectations? Where are they coming from? Um, what are the expectations? Well, you know, to, to close off that topic with my father a little bit, I keep telling myself that it shouldn't be a thing anymore, right? It's, it, it shouldn't matter at all for me. And I think it does a lot less now than it used to. Um, expectations are, I've, I've had a lot of issues, uh, just with my health, uh, when I started working, like I, I was overworking myself a lot and I completely stopped doing sports. Like that's, that's my, before that I was pretty, I was pretty fit all the time. I was doing lots of sports. Um, and with the work, um, I just started to chronically be sick. It was like all the time I've had like 2016 was the first year I was like sick that almost that whole year it was crazy not sick enough to not going to work but just feeling feeling terrible all the time right yeah um and i sort of the expectation now i think is to be able to do this stuff without getting sick feeling healthy like i'm i'm not doing any i i used to do pretty uh, pretty hard workouts um lifted hard did the hard cardio now I'm just trying to do it casually. I just want to feel healthy, mostly. Yeah. And okay. in the process also have less of a belly, right? Before we end today, because I'm not, I'm not saying I'm about to end or anything, but I, I definitely want to um, touch on some very practical tips and advice about getting sick and when is it okay to work out, all that stuff. So I, I definitely want to touch on that. Um, for the, the father stuff, and the expectations, I think it would be very good for you to do some self-reflection about that and, and think about like, why are you working out and for who? Is there any expectations? It Would it be nice if your dad noticed or something like that? You, you're going to have to explore that and watch the feelings. Really pay attention to the feelings. Is anything starting to bubble up of you feel uncomfortable? You want to dodge. You don't want to talk about this. You want Your mind wants to shift to something else because it, it doesn't like the feelings that are coming up. That's going to be something to um, spend some time on and or, um, you know, a therapy or coaching. This is this is a really good case to work with someone to guide that kind of conversation, uh, kind of like what we're doing now, but to go more in depth. Um, I think we, we touched on a little bit. I think there's something there, but uh, it's it's going to be tough because if it's been there for a while. It's going to be it might be tough to um, get at. The next thing I wanted to. Um, I want to touch on this other part briefly was in your question, you asked, I have cycles of getting upset with my belly and bloating. What do you get upset about? <laughs> it's just my belly starts sticking out and it's uh, not looking good. Yeah. What do you feel when you see your belly sticking out and not looking good? Well, that's not me. That's never been me. I don't want to look like that. I want to be fit. And I guess I, it, it would be shameful to look like that. Sort of the feeling that I get. Yeah. So you feel ashamed. Even though we're doing this, we're doing this at a different level, right? Uh, the level that I, that, that it now takes for me to look, to feel uncomfortable with the way I look like is like way worse than the level it would have taken me five years ago. Can you help me understand that? You, like, well, explain a little I've more. been keeping myself to myself to a different standard. I've I've been a lot a lot more uh, fit before I started working five years ago, and um, yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm just heavier now, less muscle. Like I actually have a really really hard time um, judging my my own physique. Looking at myself, it's really hard for me to judge when I get when I get fatter. It's usually just my my the, the shape of my body, you know, being different because I'm around the same weight always, and I just lose muscle and have more fat, and the shape's different. Uh, so I have a, a hard time seeing that myself. Um, but 
yeah, whenever my, my belly starts sticking out, I feel like I really have to change something up. You, you get a sense of shame. What do you tell yourself when you're seeing, like, what's going through your head when you see yourself in the mirror? I tell myself, oh my God, I need to fix this. And I do know how to fix it. And it's the simplest thing, actually. But, like, I'm not coming through with it. So that's a problem. What I'm trying to figure out is, is I'll just go out and say it. Um, do you get a lot of negative emotions and beat yourself up when you look at yourself like that? It's hard to tell. I'd say it's not that bad, but I might, I might just not notice. It's that's something to think about because usually, um, I mean, there's on a healthy level. I'll give it, just give an example, and you're gonna have to kind of reflect on this to think about it yourself. Um, when you look at yourself, just like whenever you get that sense of I don't like how I look in the mirror, I'm feeling too fat. Uh, this isn't me. The shame. Get a sense for if you use that to beat yourself up, to fuel yourself with negative um, psychological motivation, because this is a common theme where people who are yo-yoing, they will get they will just beat the shit out of themselves mentally to the point where they're so overwhelmed with negative emotions, they have to take action. And then they, they, they go from such a low, low, low to go to a super, super, super high. And they have to push themselves so hard that it's superhuman. It's not feasible. It's not it's not sustainable. And they come crashing back down again afterward because they burn out and they go through these cycles of self-hatred and it just goes on and on. Um, what do that you think about that? That makes a lot of sense to me. Does that resonate right. with you? Because, I mean, that, that, would, that, would be a, that would be an explanation for why I'm losing interest, for why I'm just losing this motivation. If this motivation is not you know positive, that it is negative to begin with, and that negativity then just uh, goes away because I, I'm doing better. So do you use that negative emotion to fuel you to get started? I think I might. Because it's, it's, it's a very subtle thing. Um, I, I don't want to put ideas in your head because usually I spend more time trying to like tease this apart and like really understand where this is coming from. Because I, I do want to give a flip side example and you're, you're going to have to do the critical thinking on yourself. Because like a, a flip side example is... Um, like a positive is like, man, I'm going to look so great. I'm going to do this one thing. I'm going to start moving towards a healthier life. And this is going to be so great to move towards my goals of like wanting to live a long life for my SO and, you know, uh, kids or whatever. It's just like feeling great. Like that's a very positive way to look at it. Like, you know, it's, it's the excitement, the forward thinking versus the, the other extreme being, you know, what I mentioned earlier, the cycles of beating yourself up. And then, of course, there's everything in, in between. And so... um. Uh, I'm just trying to suss this out and, and tease it out. I don't want to put ideas in your head and, and like make you think like, oh, I am beating myself up, but really is, is not that much. I don't know. But what do you think about all that? I think it's a really good idea, idea to um, just test my motive for starting this. Yeah. Like when I'm about to start a diet, just test this, this feeling that, that sort of drives me to do it. Is it a negative emotion or is it positive? Because it really should be positive, right? You know, it's like, yeah, I, I I could get on a better track right there. I feel like, yeah, Maybe. I'd have to try. Greg, I'm gonna give you some homework. The two main things I want you to do is to pay attention at the beginning, right before you start, and at the end, when you're um not, uh, you're not continuing. So pay attention to what are the feelings you're feeling. Don't pay attention to the logic because it's very easy for us to just dismiss the negative feelings and create logic to explain it. Uh, focus on the feelings like the, the first quarter second when you look at yourself, the, the emotion that you experience looking at yourself in the mirror, whatever that is, start noticing it and paying attention. That's part A of the homework. Part B is going to be um, when you start feeling like you don't want to keep going, what is that feeling? Is it really like getting off the hook? When else did you feel like getting off the hook? Am I onto something about like this actually matches the feelings that you felt as a kid getting off the hook of having to do your homework or whatever, getting off the hook of being reprimanded? Because maybe it's not, right? I could be just putting stuff in your head. I want you to like do some critical thinking about this. Those are, are, are um, the two main things I want to talk about. Um, the third thing is I, I want to just move this on to talk about some practical tips and advice for all of this stuff to give you some you know additional stuff to think about. Um, before we move on to that, any questions or thoughts so far? Oops. Um, 
And there he goes with the homework. The homework, the homework is done. Hold on. Um, you dropped out. I don't know if you can still hear me. And I think he disconnected. Let me grab him back. <laughs> okay, I grabbed you back. Hi, I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. It's He's funny. Yeah, did you? Uh, I, I was sorry. saying. It's... I didn't hear anything. I just said, I'm going to give you a tip, and then you were gone. No, 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 no. I said, I said the part A and part B of the homework. You got that part, right? Yeah. You heard that part? Okay. The homework part. Okay. So yeah, then I was, yeah. I was going to ask, um, did you have any other um, questions or comments about any of that stuff we talked about earlier before I go on to like more practical tips? No, no. That okay. was really good. That was really good. Let's hear the tips. All right. I, I recommend possibly rewatching some of this if you need to. Um, and uh, think about it. Seriously, reflect and come talk to me. Maybe talk to your SO if you are if you have a good relationship with your SO and you feel like you can open up to one another. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the getting sick part. Now, let's talk about some um, very practical tips about getting sick. Um, basic immune system boosting stuff. Um, are you getting enough like, a vitamin C? Vitamin D, like, are you getting enough of that stuff? I had a bit of vitamin D supplemented this winter. Not very much. Uh, C, I'm not supplementing, but I assume I'd be getting enough. So, I mean, I can try. What do you recommend? Just like, so, what's it called? Tablets? Yeah, yeah. So, vitamin C, we, um, as humans, there's no known upper limit toxic dose. As in, vitamin C is one of those vitamins that we can have so much of that we have not found in the studies that this is actually toxic to the human body. That being said, right. most people will tap out at two grams, which is a lot. Two grams is where people start getting GI distress. It is like, okay, you're shitting your brains out. So maybe we, let's not go that far. That being said, even though yeah, the vitamin Z- like infusions, right? Huh? Vitamin C infusions, like highly dosed vitamin C infusions. Yeah, I think those are kind of a waste of money. I mean, that, just, right? just buy basic tablets and consume those. Mm -hmm. So um, there's definitely studies. Okay, so if, if you are working out, it is harder on the immune system. Vitamin C is very important for the immune system and also for muscle repair. So your vitamin C could be a limiting reagent there, hence getting sick more often when you're working out. If you notice that as a trend, vitamin C is very simple, very cheap, it's very safe. Bump that up. I would bump it up to half mm -hmm. a gram to maybe a gram. Uh, spread it out because, again, the, the main cause for concern is with superdosing vitamin C is GI distress. So just pay attention to that and start changing when you take it or reducing the dose. Uh, because people say like they see the RDA for uh, vitamin C is something like 50 milligrams. It's, it's a tiny amount. Um, and they see like one gram. Oh my God, there's so much. Well, even athletes who are very active, you know, push themselves very hard. They have shown, the science has shown they have absolutely immune system benefits at up to two grams if they can handle it. So the point of that is to say, um, two grams sounds like a huge amount, but for people who are very, very active, like, you know, like casual marathon runners, uh, they, they could probably benefit from the more vitamin C. So that's number one, right. uh, vitamin D, uh, how much of the D do you get? My SO was supplementing it in winter and a couple of times she gave me like a spoonful It's like oil, some sort of oil, right? Because you need oil to take it. Um, it, yeah, yeah. So you don't have to. It is better absorbed if you consume it with other fats and oils for the D. <laughs> um, can you tell me uh, what the dosage is? Like give me either IUs or micrograms. I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I, I didn't look at the... That's the thing. So, um, like, exclamation mark! It was like either it was either the, the 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 subscription said either like you know three drops daily or twenty drops once a week. And she was like, "There are twenty drops. Let's go." So, I okay. So, so I don't know. Exclamation mark! Vitamin D. Take take this as a note to go to exclamation mark! Vitamin D, and then um, you can just look straight at this graph. Vitamin D levels mm -hmm. supplementation. Um, most people do not take enough of the D and we are, uh, I, I put it in also, um, uh, international units, uh, for the micrograms, uh, in the U S we use, I use, I'm going to guess, uh, can I guess where you're, where well, actually are you, do you live where you grew up? Same country, Austria, Austria. Okay. I was going to guess something Germanic. I wasn't sure. Um, but Austria got it. So I'm guess Germanic is it Austria. Uh, is that Germanic language? Austrian. Yeah, yeah, Germanic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
So um, I hear dramatic. Oh, dramatic. <laughs> so um, in terms of the vitamin D, most people are not getting enough vitamin D. And also, have you ever had your blood levels checked for vitamin D? Yeah. Uh, what do you know? What your blood levels are at? That. No, I know they're fine, but I haven't had them checked specifically for vitamin D, so I don't know. Okay, so most. I would say most generic blood level blood level work done by most doctors around the world, uh, they're not going to check vitamin D. It's becoming more popular where they will check this, but most of the time you have to ask them specifically like, hey, also check the D. So um, note that really greater than 30 nanograms per milliliter is kind of the minimum threshold for optimal health. So keep that in mind. I would, you know, just again, type exclamation mark vitamin D, read through this stuff later, get the picture because most people are supplementing like tiny amounts mm -hmm. and they just, they're still uh, insufficient. And so I bring this up because again, you live in Europe, um, you know, like the sun is weak a, a lot of the year and it's just a, a lot of us, we live indoors. So definitely consider getting, um, consider looking to vitamin D because for the immune system stuff. Um, and then for the getting sick, um, uh, Unfortunately, when we get sick, it's just, man, colds linger. And, um, you know, you can sleep more, all these things like sleep more, get more omega-3s, all, all these other little things. But at the end of the day, sometimes we just have to work out and we're kind of sick. And the sick that you're, the, the workouts that you do, like jogging, uh, it's okay to jog or do light workouts if you still have a slight runny nose or you're coughing a little bit. Obviously try to stay away from people. Right. Maybe, you know, with COVID and all that stuff, um, it, don't go to the gym if you're coughing and sneezing. <laughs> Just stay at home and do like no. some, some home gym stuff. Yeah, no, what I said, that really entails feeling really weak. So what do you feel? Tell me some of your symptoms. Like where you're like- Fatigue. No like crazy fatigue like limbs super heavy and just yeah. like no way i can if i if i were to do a handstand i'll i'll definitely have um issues with my what's it called my you get dizzy like you just feel dizzy no, lightheaded I, I, yeah it's, yeah it's lightheaded exactly so that lasts for weeks yeah are you still cutting on low calories when you're when, during that time no okay um I, I usually when I get sick, I try to keep eating clean, but I'm not cutting anymore. As a, as a litmus test, I mean, is it relatively easy for you to go to your doctor and then ask them, can you start checking all my micronutrients? I would, I would do yeah. that just to be safe. Cause maybe there's a low iron issue, a B12 issue. I would, I would take two approaches for the micronutrients aspect. One is if it's accessible or cheap or relatively easy to do, go to your doctor tell them this and start asking them like, please run as many blood tests as you can. I don't know the, the medical situation over there, um, how cheap or easy it is, but start asking them to start checking this. Cause they will have a checklist of when, cause like doctors like NPCs, they will only, they will only give responses once you give them the proper command. And so they won't give you the, the specific expensive blood, micronutrient blood panels unless you prompt them with the right term words, then they will do it. So you have to kind of um, take your own health into account for this stuff. That's one thing. The other thing is I would get a, um, if you're, if you're, if you like the challenge, start challenging yourself to get the um, uh, app chronometer exclamation mark CR, get the um, uh, chronometer app and use that to track your micronutrients of everything you're eating. It's, it's, it's a very um, detailed program where it's going to, see all the micronutrients you have to by the way there's a learning curve to it so make sure when you track look at the food that you're adding to your diary make sure it's got all the micros in there some of the food choices they just don't have right. all the micros so you got to choose carefully um but then look at your you'll look at your micros over the course of weeks and months ideally and see do you have any blind spots of like oh wow i barely get any iron or like oh wow like i, I don't get enough um you know vitamin c or something like that so uh, I would approach it from, from two different aspects because it could just be a nutritional thing, a micronutritional nutritional thing. Um, that being said, other, other um, uh, immune system stuff, sleep, how much sleep do you get? Mm, that's fine. Not, I mean, I do need a lot. Like I need around eight hours. Do you get eight hours? Yeah. I, sometimes I go for a week or two with like six and then I sleep more. 
So I usually get around eight hours. Yeah. Do you notice any any correlation with your sleep and like when you're not getting enough sleep and getting sick? Um, yeah, I find it taxing when I, I, I really need to recharge when I don't sleep enough for a while. Um, and also when I, when I do work out, I need lots of sleep, like a lot, even more. Do you, Depending what I mean on is, how hard it is, I'll do eight to 10 hours a day then. Do you tend to get sick more often after bouts of not enough sleep? Um, yeah. Because usually, I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with a stressful time at work or, you know, finishing projects, something like that. And I, I will not get enough sleep and I'll generally have a hard time. So, but yeah, it might be, it might be a sleep thing too. Yeah. I would pay attention to that because, you know, not getting sleep, we're definitely more susceptible to being sick. In general, I would start trying to prioritize sleep more if you can. Um, not today, but, uh, if you are interested, later exclamation mark sleep, you can fill out the sleep questionnaire and then come by another day and then we can go through your questionnaire and then just um, look at if there's any like low hanging fruit spots. But it, to me, it sounds like you kind of know the formula, which is you just need to sleep more. And you know, do, do you generally feel rested and energized if you're sleeping eight hours a day? Not always, no. Okay. So there's, there might be more to um to look at here in terms of like sleep debt and whatnot. So um, think about your sleep and just generally speaking, try to get more cause that's going to help the immune system. And then, um, if you want fill out the, uh, um, the questionnaire and we can, uh, review it later about where you might need to sleep more or whatever, stuff like that. So, um, that's pretty much it. Do you, um, cool. Yeah. What do you, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this with me. Thank, thank you, Twitch chat, for sticking with us, too. I yeah. hope you learned something, too. I learned a lot. Yeah, can you help me understand, uh, like, what you learned, awesome. what your takeaways are? Well, the, the key takeaways for me are to, to really look at my motivation for when I start working out um, and really, really vet it to see where it's coming from. And because because I know I know this should be a positive thing. And I know I should be doing this because it'll be great for me right the, the goal is feeling great so it shouldn't it shouldn't be a negative thing i shouldn't be doing it because i'm beating myself up ah uh, hold and on I, hold on that's not why i, why I want to do it now as you say you shouldn't be viewing it as a negative thing are you judging yourself again yes absolutely. yeah uh, so <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to not judge ourselves like we beat our, if you're used to beating yourself up now it's oh, so easy you just gotta sort of keep beating myself up and beat myself up in this new way so just notice it, okay? The right path isn't to, I'm going to walk the path of not beating myself up about negative emotions, and I'm gonna walk the path of beating myself up for having negative emotions or anything like that. The right path is to just sit and notice this pattern and just catch yourself. That's, that's really half the battle. It's just like staring, staring it down until you defeat it. It's just noticing it. That's, that's probably one of the biggest, um, biggest, most important aspects to this. So, right. um, sorry, I interrupted you. A anything else? Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, that's whole thing. Um, and then uh, the 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 vitamins are really interesting to me. Yeah, I, I absolutely need to try that. You know, fun, <laughs> fun fact here, because we're talking about doctors. My dad's actually a doctor, and my mom is as well. Oh uh, man. And, like <laughs> <laughs> And my, my dad's always, well, my, it's interesting because my dad, he's, he's doing, um, just normal medicine. Right. And my mom is doing homeopathy. Is that the word? Yeah, I think so. And those it, two it might don't be. go really well together. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right. It, so they're fighting a lot. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. And, and my dad's approach is always, you don't need anything. Don't like. When I asked him about vitamin C or anything, he's like, you don't need anything, right? Just run the eight-hour marathon on the weekends and shut up. Go to bed, sleep it off, and that's it. Yeah, casual and marathon. And my mom is always like, don't, don't, don't take the you know normal medicine. It's bad for you. We, we're gonna do yeah. some you know, sugar balls. Yeah, whatever. So get there. 
That's so, so funny. And, and my dad doesn't want to touch it. My dad doesn't want to touch it because he knows my mom will get upset if we take any medicine that we wouldn't have to take. Uh, so it's it's a bit complicated. So <laughs> just like any two extremes, a lot of times a good solution lies somewhere in the middle of taking the best of both right. approaches. I'm always like, you know, I, I understand both ends of the, of the extremes, but, um, anyway, well, so Greg, takeaway yep. is I'm going to go and I'm going to try vitamin D and I'm going to try vitamin C and I'm going to get my, my blood levels checked and I'm going to do the CR app thing. I'm going to check that out afterwards. All right. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, and then I'll know for sure if that's a problem, right? Once I've, once I've tried. Yeah. For sure. And of course, talk to your doctor uh, about all the other, you know, blood level checks, all that stuff. So yeah. Awesome. Get that done. All right, Greg. Well, yeah, that was great. Thank you for coming. And thank you for being so patient. I made you wait like over an hour. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Okay. How are you going? How's it going, Greg? Bye. Thank you. If this podcast earned it, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. We're new to the podcast space and we will be reading all the feedback. Also, if you like the content, follow us on twitch.tv slash time and keep notifications on for when we go live. Feed your brain, feed your body, and we'll see you next time.